0: Have I told you I ache? Have I told you I ache? Have I told you I ache
1: for you? right, I'm here today with uh, somebody who should be known to a lot of Smallville fans right now and a lot of uh, musical fans out there, Mr. James Carrington. James, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Now, uh, James, you had a song, uh, Ake, that was played in an earlier episode of this season of Smallville that has uh, gotten uh, tremendous feedback for you, I know, and uh, I know the Smallville fans have gone crazy trying to find it on the internet. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you were approached uh, to get song on the song on the episode of Smallville?
2: Yeah, well... Um, I was lucky, really, because I, I had a very good friend um, and sort of supporter, I guess she best to call her, because I'm not directly um, sort of uh, in a deal with EMI as such, but there's a lady at EMI Publishing who, who's a big fan of mine, and she heard this song and a bunch of others, and she, she thought that it would work well on television and film and wanted to do things with it, so I came out um, almost a year ago in uh, November 2005, and I literally came into L.A. for three days and I had sort of six meetings with a bunch of music supervisors, one of whom was this great woman called Madonna Wade-Reed, who's the music supervisor for Smallville. And um, she went nuts about the song and said that she wanted to to put it on the show and all that sort of stuff. And then I left, you know, Good Spirits and then almost a year went by, nothing's going on. I thought, oh, no, it wasn't worth it. And then she just emailed me on like the 2nd of October and she said, look, I finally found the perfect scene I'm going to place it today. It's going to be really good exposure because you know it should be the whole song and uh, maybe even a repeat for chorus. Um, are you are you ready and willing? And I was like, absolutely. And um, and then it came out on the 12th. And um, the first thing I knew about the the, the the sort of feedback that had been generated was the following morning, very early. The guy that actually hosts my website is, was in Hong Kong, and he called through to my UK manager, and he said, "You've had." 25,000 hits on your website oh wow so um, the, the following morning this guy had rung and, and, and he'd said that the website had taken 25,000 hits which was a big shock to us because my website had been out for a while and had a couple of friends occasionally knock on it and stuff so it was uh, we knew something was happening and then um, over the next four days I think it took over 100,000 hits and wow. suddenly we realised that there were all these people in the states trying to locate me and, and the music so that was exciting and then MySpace uh, again we had a surge on that so that was that was really fantastic
1: I can remember you know it's been a few months now but I can remember it was a fan frenzy we got we got probably 200 emails ask, to the show asking us if we had any clue uh, really? you know where we could where we could find the song you know we knew your name was James Carrington but everybody was like where can we find the song you know he's got this website and he's got this MySpace but it's not available on iTunes you know where can you find it and, and, I, and we were uh, like... Uh, what
2: was very annoying was that around about the time it came out, I was kind of having a bit of a, uh, a dispute with my label about certain things, which has all kind of been cleared up now. And, and um, But it was kind of annoying because it meant that... that their focus at the label was on whether we were going to resolve the dispute, rather than, oops, we ought to have something out. So it took them a little bit, a bit of a while to get going and to get something up there on iTunes, and also iTunes can be difficult to get something thrown up there immediately. But, but luckily, um, Madonna um, had asked the people that run, I think it's the CW website, which is the television channel's mm-hmm. actual website to stick something up so you could find it there if you went music featured because that show was the one that also had the All-American Rejects and they'd had a huge amount of publicity prior to the show and were actually featured playing. So I thought my song would probably get buried under all that publicity but actually it seemed to kind of um, find its
1: own platform. Well you know you would would think that because that episode was hyped as the All-American Rejects episode and nothing against All-American Rejects they're a great band and that was hyped as they're going to be on the show they're going to be live but I tell you in the weeks following that episode, everybody cared more about that song that played in the last three minutes of that episode than they did about the All-American Rejects being on the
2: episode. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) It just goes to show that, you know, those sorts of things always make me feel um, that music can reach people no matter what, because it's very hard when you're a musician and you're constantly battling with the machine of the industry, and, you know, do you want to be on a major and get buried or ripped off or, or promoted properly, or do you want to try and do it yourself, and... Those so little stories that that suddenly show that nobody was listening to that song, going, "Oh, I like that guy because he's on Sony." They just heard a song they liked, and, right. and it was great, really, for me to 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 see that reaction just through one play on a television show. It was amazing.
1: Now, there's, and I, correct me if I'm wrong. There are I, I I say two different versions of the song. You may not call it that, but there I know there's uh, the version of the song where there's. Uh, Different chorus with a line that's different than the lyrics, and the version that was in uh, the episode Arrow of Smallville, on the version on iTunes is that version, and then the one on your MySpace had the different chorus. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fans are asking when your CD does come around, which which one it might be that it's going to be on the CD, because a lot of people are torn on which one they like.
2: Well, I think um, I think for sure lyrically, um, I'll go for the one that's on MySpace because I like the change in lyrics, and it was something that I came back to the song six months after I'd written it, and and uh, and I suddenly thought, you know, I think I say, have I told you I ate too many times? <laughs> so I decided to change it. Um, and that seemed to just work, and every time I've done it in concert, it seems to have a bit more poignancy to it. Um, but in terms of the version, I mean, you know, as I say, lyrically, I'll keep the second, the one that's on MySpace, that, that will be the one, I'll use those lyrics. How it will sound, it'll probably be a blend between the two, because I think both of them are still shallow what i might even do is i might even sort of have a little advert up on my myspace and my website and, and get people's
1: feedback because people's feedback is hugely important you know right, at this stage, right. it's, it's not really so much about what i
2: like it's what people want so that'll be something to do
1: and it's also the version that you played like you said you've done it live i, I saw your live at the gig performance and it's also the one you did there which is a great uh i think the website's live at the is that correct <laughs>
2: yeah I think li- i think it's live from
1: the gig live from the gig yeah dot yeah. uh,
2: com and it should still be up there i think I just checked is it. up there um if people keep going there and watching it so. it's
1: it's still up I just checked it this morning it was a great great show you did that right before Christmas i believe
2: yeah it was my last sort of if, um last whole concert stroke event anything that i'd done I was in America from about October the 30th, till about December the 15th, um, and that was pretty much my last show, and then I took off, so.
1: Well, are you going to be returning to TV? I know you've been on TV, and then musically you've performed, is there any any time that you're going to be returning to television in the States or UK anytime soon?
2: Um, well, I mean, I think that uh, the possibility, that I know that, for instance, uh, Miles Miller, who one of the creators of the show so you guys know him who he is very well mm-hmm. i had the pleasure of meeting him at my first gig in la in, in uh, november at the hotel cafe and he's such a lovely guy he came to the show which was a miracle because um music supervisor said that it's very hard to get him out and right. uh he actually came to the show and he took this 18 track cd of mine away but he was particularly strong about this song of michael reach to the extent that he said, first of all, that he'd like like to get like that to get on the show and, and like Ake to accompany a scene and so forth. And then he talked about the possibility of maybe me actually being on the show, like going to Vancouver, you know, much like the All-American Rejects were right. were filmed in one of the episodes. So I don't know if that'll work, but it would be great if it did happen.
1: That would be awesome if you were on the show. Um-
2: yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the thing is, if, if these the guys that, that do the show... As aware of you guys, as you guys are, of the kind of response that that song took, I think a lot of people who watch the show, who I always consider to be the most important people in this, because they're the people who are watching the product, I think, you know... If you know, it would be a good thing because they seem to love this song, and I think it would. Work. It seems to have become a part of the whole Smallville thing in this sort of sixth
1: series, so. right? And I know you posted a bulletin on your MySpace about maybe an upcoming show. Are there any? Have you got anything set in stone for upcoming shows anytime soon? Uh, I know you're in the I UK have, the right now. The one
2: I've got is in London, um, so I don't know. Um, I doubt anybody in the states be have to come to that. But well, we've, we've got listeners
1: all over the world, so so talk to them because I'm sure they'll come out and see you.
2: Oh yeah okay well I mean if there is anybody in the UK hello and um yeah it's at this wonderful place called Bush Hall which is a, an amazing old hall that was built in the Victorian period and it's like uh, it's a big old place with these big chandeliers and it's got a beautiful grand piano and I'm going to do a lovely gig in the round there it'll all be spot lit that's next Thursday which is the 18th um and I'll be trying out all this new material I was writing in America and then I'm going to play in Toronto on the 15th of February. It's not totally confirmed yet, but we're just getting it confirmed. I've, I've had a lot of interest in Canada, which has been fantastic. And this this lady sorted this gig out for me in Toronto. So I'm going to be playing there. And then I'm going to be on my way back to L.A. And I'll be in L.A. for the rest of February, March, April and onwards. I'm planning to come and live in America. So,
1: And do you know... um, I know you said you're fixing to start uh recording your C D here in the next couple of months, is that correct?
2: Yeah. I don't know exactly who we're with yet, but there are two different producers and, and we're we're working out who the best one is to work with.
1: And you're gonna be recording in the UK or?
2: No, in the U.S.
1: Oh, in the U.S., really? Okay. Yeah, well, you... I'm planning
2: to move my life over to America because I've been so impressed by what, what happened with Smallville, and I, and I love the States, and I have such a good response, and I've been in England for a while, and not that much has happened, and I'm fed up with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just love America. I love the fact that people there are optimistic, and they're very positive about artists, and if you've got something good to, to be... Want to hear it? Whereas you battle with criticism a huge amount in the UK, and I'm just kind of—it makes you very depressed. So I want to come out and be a be, be a happy man in the states.
1: Well, when you come to the states, come to Mississippi, and we'll we'll take you out and buy you a drink.
2: Uh, I'd love to do that. I absolutely <laughs> love to. I've, I've had a lot of emails from people in uh, Georgia and Tennessee and, and Mississippi. so yeah, it'd be great.
1: Okay. Well, I know you want to do some songs for us, and we are we are great uh, greatly appreciated to have you on the show and do them. What uh, what are you going to perform for us today?
2: Well, um, I think probably the best thing for me to do is I'll do Ake and Reach, and then if, you, if there's time and you want one more, then maybe I'll play you um, a brand new one that I just wrote in America, so it's got a very American feel to it.
1: That would be fantastic.
2: fantastic. Hello, everybody. Um, um, it's great to be able to play. It's the best uh, recording of all time so far. I've been down a telephone line from the UK, so I hope it comes out nice and strong. Um, and I thought I'd, I'd play Ake. Um, to begin with, because that's the reason that you guys know about me, and I'm, go- I'm very appreciative of the, of the whole Smallville connection. Um, and of all the emails that have been sent to me, really special ones by hundreds of people in America, it's really been quite, a, quite an emotional time for me reading about what my song has meant to many people. Um, and this one particularly stood out. I got this, I was in Africa over Christmas, and I just went to check my email one day on the 27th. And this guy wrote to me a while back called James Cepeda. Um And he is somewhere in America. He doesn't say, because I only have his email address. Although he does say, I wanted to let y'all. So I guess he's from the South, <laughs> which is a lovely accent. I love the South um, States. It's a great accent. Um, but anyway, he wrote to me, and he wanted to get my song because he wanted to do a recording with him singing the vocals. So he wanted my recording without my vocal because his aunt was, was dying of cancer and he'd never sung in his life and he wanted to give her a gift before she passed away, um, which was really amazing. And when I got this, I, I couldn't believe it anyway. So I sent, you know, I sent him the song. I said, look, if I can be of any help, be great. Anyway, he wrote to me. Uh, on Boxing Day, and and this is what he said, and I think you should hear this because it's really amazing. He said, Dear James, I just wanted to let you know what has happened since we last spoke. I finally got the song recorded with the help of a producer. My aunt is in the hospital right now. Her cancer has progressed to where she is constantly sedated in order to keep her on life support. She really is not responding too much to anything. She's been in the hospital since December the 17th, The doctors told us that she was going to make it past Christmas. I have been suffering from a bad case of laryngitis, but I decided to sing the song anyway. On the 23rd is when I recorded it. I missed seeing my aunt on Christmas Eve because I had to work. But the whole family heard it on Christmas Eve at one of my other aunts' house. There were at least 50 people there who had never heard me sing before. When they heard the song, everybody broke down into tears. It was very, very emotional. On Christmas Day, we went into the hospital to let my aunt hear it. She was heavily sedated and unresponsive. The radio was placed next to her head as she lay on the bed. We played the music for her with the nurse in there listening as well. The nurse broke into tears before anybody else did. Then all of a sudden her eyes opened and her vitals rose up about ten points. The nurse told us that when that happens it means she's listening and it made her happy. The nurse began to cry some more. I was pushing back the tears. Crying in public is something I'm not used to. Everybody else was crying as well. I made it just in time for her to hear how much I cared for her through your song. She will be pulled off for life support today. Before they do it, they're giving everybody a chance to say their last goodbyes. I had a problem expressing my feelings towards other people, but through your music, I was able to express my feelings for my aunt. I can't thank all of you enough for helping me. James, the song is so beautiful. I really hope you get a chance to meet someday. Um, so, I read that in Africa <laughs> with a huge lump in my throat, I know. I just find that astonishing that a little song I wrote a few years ago has managed to find its way on the journeys that Song do to, to this guy and his family. So I'd like to dedicate this song to this guy, James, and to his aunt. So this is ache. Ake.
0: i Have Tell me to appreciate.
1: Thanks, James. Okay, this song is a song called Reach, which um, I played
2: at a concert in LA that Miles Miller, one of the creators of the show, came to. And he loves this song. And I'm hoping very much he's going to use it on um, an episode coming up in the future. So fingers crossed, and uh, if any of you get through to him, then tell him to stick this song on the show. (laughs) It's called Reach.
1: That was great, James. And you've got one more for us that you just wrote, you said?
2: Yeah. This one is um, It's a song called uh, 20 Different Places. And one of the reasons I'm going to do is is I've just had a bunch of people saying, because it, it is on my website, it's kind of a roughish version. And uh, a lot of people have said, oh, can we hear it? You know, Can you put it up on MySpace? And I'm quite scared about putting new stuff up on MySpace because you always have your Figures up there of how many things have been played. If you take it away, I think the figures get <laughs> taken away. Right. Too. But maybe I should just uh, be brave and stick it up. <laughs> so I'm going to stick this up. I'm going to do this song for all the people who've asked me to play this and uh, get it on my site. And I'll, um, I'll probably put it up next week.
1: Okay, whenever you're ready. My first was sort of American-y country is song. And it's
2: called 20 Different Places. So thanks for listening. And um, I'll have a little chat with you at the end, but I'll play this now.
0: be somebody else.
1: James, that was amazing. We appreciate you being on the show so much today. Now, your website is uh, www.jamescarrington.com, correct?
2: Yeah, and the MySpace is just myspace.com forward slash James Carrington.
1: And you can also catch your live performance from Live from the Gig before Christmas at livefromthegig.com. We appreciate you being on the show again. It was a lot of fun. We hope to have, we hope to see and hear you on Smallville again very soon. And, you know, can't wait for the CD to come out. And hope to have you again on the show here real soon, too. Eric, thank you so much. It's thank a you, huge sir. huge
2: pleasure. And, and thank you for being so supportive. And thanks to everybody who's written to me. And uh, you've kept me going. As a musician, I'm loving every moment.
0: Have I told you I ain't? Have I told you I ache? Have I told you